Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. You're listening to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio with your host, Darren Batman McDuck. And now, prepare to get fat. What's cracking, peeps? Welcome to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. I'm your host, Darren Fatman McDuffie. And tonight we have a great show. I always say that, but I know this is going to be a great show. We have a guest that came back, uh, Dr. Ellen Cutler, and we'll be discussing her book, Micro Miracles. Before we get into that, just wanted to remind you of a, a really great show. I always say that about all my shows because I like the people that I interview. I spend a lot of time researching people and then getting them on and interviewing them. So I make sure to, to choose people that I like to work with. But our Monday night show was with uh, Tim Steele. Tim actually lives in Alaska. Really great guy. I really like interviewing him. And we were talking about his book, The Potato Hack, um, Resistant Starch, Gut Health, uh, microbiome. We talked about all of that. And uh, one of the great things about potatoes, if you're one of those people out there who is looking to lose weight or shed your weight, we talked about that as well. So again, go back to Monday night show, or if you have not downloaded that through iTunes, I would suggest downloading it through iTunes and looking for the potato hack with Tim Steele. Really, really great show. Can't say enough about Tim, his personality, and he's really trying to help a lot of people uh, by putting this potato hack out there and helping people who have uh, a number of health problems. So, again, go back to Monday's night show, and that would be the potato hack with Tim Steele. Now, tonight's show is, again, I said a repeat guest. She's back. I um, really enjoyed interviewing her the first time she came on when I was just starting my show out. The, store is, the, the, the show now is almost three years old. I've been doing this since 2013, and it's still growing. But uh, Dr. Ellen Cutler is with us tonight, and I believe that the first show that I ever did with her was called Clearing the Way to Health and uh, Wellness, and we talk a lot about food sensitivity. So if you have not gotten a chance to go back and listen to that show, I would urge you to go back and combine this show with that show because this show is actually a spinoff of that particular show. So these things will kind of be crossing over as we talk about them tonight. But uh, before I get her on, let me just read her bio real quick. Dr. Ellen Cutler has more than 25 years of clinical experience as a chiropractor and is a pioneer in contemporary natural healing methods. Having done extensive studies in many areas, including nutrition, enzyme therapy, homeopathy, traditional Chinese medicine, and conventional medical, medical, and conventional medical practice, her books include The Food Allergy Cure, Micro Miracles, which we'll be talking about tonight, and her, and her book, another book, which we already talked about, is Clearing the Way to Health and Wellness. Dr. Cutler has been a speaker at numerous venues, sharing her insights into natural healing. She maintains her busy practice at the Cutler Clinic in the San Francisco Bay Area. Dr. Cutler, welcome to Perfectly Healthy Intertone Radio. How are you? It's great. I'm great, and it's great to be with you. Thank you for coming back. We got a little time to talk off the air before getting you on, but we didn't get a chance to talk much. But uh, I just want to express my gratitude for you coming back. Um, I've had the pleasure of 
going through one of your books and then the second one, and they're really well written, and there's a lot of information in there for the general public, public if they are actually looking to improve their health uh, health status. So, again, thank you for coming back on. Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure. Believe me, it's my pleasure. I'm so happy to offer anything that can help people with their health. That's what I do all day, so it's great to do it yeah. to a larger audience at one time. Yeah, so um, I know that I listened to the first show that we ever did. I went back today, earlier today, and listened to that show, and I know that you gave a little bit of your bio and how you got into this. Um, but I wanted you to kind of uh, talk a little bit about that again, because actually what you went through was kind of the catalyst for you getting into talking about enzymes. So go back over your um, bio and how you got started. Yes. Well, about 30-plus years ago. It's a lot more than 25 now. But <laughs> but when I but it all started actually when I was a little girl and it was funny because I had a young a little girl that came in to see me today with similar complaints that I had and it's so great that her mother is interested in looking into holistic ways of working with it rather than doing any kind of conventional treatment and of course that's was not the case for me, but ever since I had been a little girl, I always had a lot of digestive problems, and even now there's more that is revealed in what I went through as a little girl. I had some trauma that is going to be another book that I'm going to, I'm, I'm writing, actually, that probably was the catalyst that caused a lot of the digestive problems, and, you know, genetically, it was in my family, a lot of my, my grandparents, they all had, that was their area of weakness, is the gastrointestinal area, so, of course, you know, when you have a lot of stress or trauma, you know, there's there's sometimes one specific area or sometimes a lot of different areas, but that area was definitely one that was genetically my genetic tendency. So I always had, for ever since I remember, trouble with bloating and constipation and cramps and everything I put in my body and ate just made made me worse and it's it's at the point where the only food I could eat for months and months when I started my professional training when I got older was like grapes that's the only thing I can eat so I did get evaluated and I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis which is an autoimmune disease where your body's actually attacking your own intestines like any other autoimmune situation and any food I eat, I think, kind of mimics that that auto-aggressive behavior and cause more exacerbation of the symptoms. So uh, I was really, really not doing well. I had lost a lot of weight and fatigued. And now if you know me, you say, there's no way you were ever fatigued, but I had all those symptoms. A lot of the symptoms that people come to see me with, that's why I'm so empathetic with people who come in Mm -hmm. with all sorts of different conditions and symptoms. Anyway, while I was in my, after I graduated from chiropractic school, I did a professional, another uh, training in orthopedics. And during that time, I met a doctor who, who 
saw, and I, I talked to him professionally, you know, this is what I'm going through. He said, did you ever try a digestive enzyme? And at that time, nobody heard of digestive enzymes. It wasn't on the radar at all. It was completely foreign to anyone. Now it's, you know, it's a household name. But at that time, nobody heard about it. But I was diagnosed as someone who could not break down carbohydrates, sugars and starches. And the enzyme that was recommended was one that really digested everything but focused on carbohydrates, because I've been a vegetarian my whole life. Now I'm a raw vegan, but at that time, I've always tended toward vegetarianism and had went off of it here and there in my life, but vegetarian was my really the, the diet for me. And of course, it's mostly carbohydrates, you know. So that was my diet, and I had such trouble with it. Anyway, I started a full-spectrum digestive enzyme and one, again, focused more on breaking down sugars and starches, all the different, even the, the vegetables. And within two weeks, I had no symptoms anymore at all. <laughs> it was a miracle. <laughs> and that's why yeah. we, when we tried to find a name for this book, we said micro miracles because that's how I feel. Enzymes are miracles. I, and I always say the most important supplement anyone should ever take is a digestive enzyme. That's the number one, Darren. So then I, you know, my story went on, but then I looked more into allergies and correcting and treating allergies in a very different holistic way and where my practice now is is evolved into working with people with all kinds of different conditions and working to correct or clear their reactivities and most people have no idea how many reactivities they have and it can be anything from an inhalant to mold to foods, even a person or a thought, it mm-hmm. is incredible the the amount of stress reactivities can put your body through and the chaos that it can cause. So I have a pretty remarkable practice in working and dealing with this, and the results are are amazing sometimes, often... You know, people feel so much better. And but everyone always leaves with a digestive enzyme for sure. Yeah, yeah. I had to giggle as you were talking about grapes because you were pretty much into grapes for a, for a while. You were actually about to buy a vineyard. I understand right. from uh, from from the book. So when you talked about grapes, I was sitting here covering my mouth, giggling a little bit because I remember from the book you were. Tell us why you were about to do that. Well, you know, it's funny because I really did, I mean, it's the only food that did, you know, I wasn't reacting to for some reason. So I lived on it. I became, you know, I loved grapes. And then I had a patient who had read my book also, Darren, and mm-hmm. he he was so sweet. He, I had helped him somewhat with, with some specific digestive problems and asthma that he was having, and he brought me a grapevine branch because he owned mm-hmm. a vineyard here in Napa because I'm not too far from Napa, which is wine country around here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he said, Dr. Cutler, I want to give you this because you've helped me so much, and if you plant this, you can grow your own grapes. <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> I didn't have... a Place that I could do that. Unfortunately, I did give it to someone else. I don't know if it's still doing, but anyway, it was very sweet of him to do that. 
Yeah, I had to giggle about that when yeah, you were talking about I the know. great Samuel for the book. But um, <laughs> from what I understand and from my science background, uh, pharmaceutical background, I understand that our body is already equipped with enzymes. Mm-hmm. But um, what happens uh, over time? Why do we tend to lose enzymes? And I'm wondering also, uh, as a second part of that question, are we losing them at a more rapid rate now? Well, you know, I mean, I talk about this quite extensively in all my books because enzymes are a big part of what I do, so it's in every book that I've written. You know, there's the number one reason we are enzyme deficient is we don't chew our food well. People basically inhale their food, and they eat on the go, and they don't take the time they need to chew, which is one thing I am very religious about is chewing my food really, really well, as well as taking an enzyme. The other thing is is that, you know, we don't, our body produces a certain amount of enzymes. Genetically, we are equipped to do that, everybody. And what happens is that, and you can't replace your own digestive enzymes. What I'm recommending is enzymes that are really actually in raw food, that if we chewed our food well, we probably would, have the amount of enzymes, although the caveat to all that is enzymes need cofactors, and our soil is pretty much depleted of a lot of those cofactors, which are many minerals, magnesium especially, and that's why many people are magnesium deficient. So those minerals that are cofactors to make those good enzymes in our body to digest are just not there. So because of that, we're not making the enzymes like we should. So our digestion is not adequate, and, you know, we're not digesting the food. And and then toxicity and pesticides, and, and then when you eat foods you're not digesting constantly, you become allergic to it and, you know, become, you know, all these things lead to, Uh, enzyme deficiency, but a big part of it, I believe, is not chewing well and the over-agricultural, our our soils over-agriculturalized too, which also depletes all those good cofactors. So most people, I would say, you know, every once in a while somebody will come in that really is okay, but more often than not, everybody does require a good digestive enzyme. And I always recommend taking it with every meal, although some people say, well, I try to do it at least with one meal. And you know what? That's better than not doing it at all. Mm-hmm. So it's, And for kids, sometimes they don't need to take it with every meal. But, you know, if you're dealing with a chronic health problem, especially any autoimmune problem, you really want to invest in a good digestive enzyme first and foremost, as the most important supplement. Yeah, I was going to ask you about kids, and you covered that. But um, how much do you chew your food, Dr. Cutler? I chew my food really well. Well, I, you know, I'm a raw vegan. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, I just have some tea and a little green drink. I put a little green drink with some hemp seed, some flax seed, and take some of my supplements. I don't take a lot of supplements. People can take so many supplements. I'm not really, 
a fan of a lot of supplements, and people like that when they come to see me. You know, mm-hmm. I think that there are some that are important, but uh, I, I I have a way of testing everybody to see what they need and what they don't need. So I don't take a lot of things, which is great. You know, I really utilize my food well. So at lunch, I have another drink. I don't like to eat during the day where I chew because I do chew my food so well. So like I have a big salad at night. It takes me an hour to eat that salad because I chew it so well. So everybody's finished and I'm still chewing my salad. And it's something I just trained myself to do. And it's I don't like to go out to eat that much, unfortunately, because people talk and when they talk and they eat they don't know they're not really eating they're talking and they're mm-hmm. just inhaling their food and you know and it, it and i watch people and i go to i watch how people eat so fast i'm just not like that you know so i really I, you know i'm i do everything i say and recommend is what i do i'm not one of those people that just says something just for the heck of it i really do chew yeah. my food really well Oh, I have some work to do because I'm one of those inhalers that you yeah. just spoke of. Yeah. And I well, you know, it's it's and most people are and that and look, by taking a digestive enzyme really, really, really helps quite a bit because you know, when you you know, a lot of people have what's called leaky gut. I don't know if you've heard of that. I'm sure you have. Intestinal permeability where the the intestines, the small intestines which has villi that allow that open and close and allow things to go in and out. Unfortunately, sometimes those villi can get scarred, and by doing that, it causes more junctions open than they should, and more things can leak out. So that if you have a leaky gut and you're not taking a digestive enzyme, unfortunately some of that food that's not digested gets into the bloodstream and that can cause allergic reactions and can cause symptoms of all kinds because you have the vagus nerve that can cause brain, it can cause headache, cognitive stuff, brain fog as well as bloating and you can have autoimmune reactions. So so the gut is significantly the most important, one of the most important organs and systems of the body to really keep healthy for a, for a healthy wellness forever, you know. So you really, so, so taking a digestive enzyme makes a big difference. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, um, just re- relating to that statement that you just made, I know that leaky gut for most people and what I've been taught is that, you know, that comes from maybe eating grains. I'm gluten intolerant. I have a gluten sensitivity, so I pull that out of my diet. But I'm wondering if deficiency in enzymes can actually contribute to that leaky leaky gut. Well, you know, no one, I mean, for every each person, it's probably a different reason. I don't even think gluten can, if you are celiac, yes it can cause it. But if you're gluten intolerant, it may, it definitely will cause you to be gluten intolerant. It's one of those, one of those foods that if you do have leaky gut can definitely cause allergic reactions and create a lot of symptoms too. I think the number one cause of the big one for leaky gut is antibiotics over time or 
or chemical toxicity, you know, something like chemotherapy, of course, can really take its toll on the gut. So, you know, if somebody does, and, and really most people that have chronic, I have found, Darren, most people who have chronic health problems tend to have this intestinal permeability. And some people are more genetically, uh, you know, that they genetically tendency is to have that as well. There's certain things that happen in the gut. There's been a lot of research in that as well, too. But if you are sensitive to gluten, gluten is a problem. It can definitely add to it, and it could irritate it and cause more leaky gut. Yes, absolutely. And some people have amazing changes by removing gluten. And what I do is I'm able to evaluate whether somebody is gluten intolerant, gluten allergic, or just a little sensitive. I can see where, and, and then I have a way of actually treating people for the gluten sensitivity so that they, if they do eat it, they won't have those the ramifications that they could have. But people who are really, really bad, I do recommend them just not having it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that enzymes are pretty much the uh, biochemical precursors uh, within the body. Um, yes. Going into, you've worked with many different people. You've been doing this 25, 30 years. Yes. Is this is enzyme deficiency the catalyst for a lot of the chronic diseases that we are seeing. You mentioned autoimmunity. You mentioned two, uh, some different things. So I'm thinking, yeah, but I wanted oh, you yeah, to absolutely. Ala- elaborate on that. It's definitely an area that has to be considered. And there are many doctors like me that are that do focus on that, and I'm always so pleased to see that, and there's more and more books written about the gut and how important it is, and and the number one supplement they recommend is enzymes, so yes, it is, I found extremely, I mean, I can can recommend enzymes sometimes, and they'll say, gee, my sleeping is better, or, you know, I don't get bloated anymore, and finally my constipation is better. Or I double over in 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 uh, gas, et cetera, and now I don't have it anymore. Or I used to get headaches. So yes, it could definitely be something that is related to many many chronic health problems for sure. So it's and and like I said, most people are not so much vitamin deficiency; they're enzyme deficient for sure. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about those specific conditions like constipation and diarrhea a little bit later. Hopefully I'll remember yeah. to, to do that. Yeah. Um, as we age, obviously I'm thinking that we lose enzymes. Um, without taking enzymes, let's say an enzyme supplement, is there any way we would be able to, to build our natural enzymes back? Well, you know, I, <laughs> that's a good question. I, you know, I I think most people, I will never say no, you know, but most people when they start digestive enzyme, I pretty much, they pretty much stay on it. You know, you can probably go off it a little bit and you'll probably be all right, but again, if you're not chewing your food really, really well and you know you're getting, I mean, if you're growing your own food, you might be less apt to be enzyme deficient and maybe not need it as much. But again, the soil is the soil really have all those cofactors. So, 
I find that, you know, look, I've been doing enzymes longer than probably anybody on earth. <laughs> I've been taking it for so long. I take it. I will not eat unless I do an enzyme. So I'm, you know, it changed my life. And I see it, and I think most people, because you know, because they, they, I, I stress and educate my patients and the public, even in my books, that it's not you're not taking a drug, and you're not causing something to be to atrophy. It's different. You know, people say, well, you know, if you take your th- a thyroid medication, eventually your thyroid's going to atrophy. A certain dose, yes, it will, of course, but enzymes are different. In fact. What happens is that when you take your digestive enzyme, it actually will will allow your body to savor the enzymes that you have and use them for what they need to be used for. So, for example, if you're really deficient in digestive enzymes, what happens is other enzymes that are, that are used for repair, for, for a hormonal balance, for immune system are borrowed to do the digesting. So your your immune system or your body's more inflamed, your immune system is more compromised, you know, so so that's the one thing people always report when they start taking digestive enzymes, wow, I don't get sick anymore. You know, because their immune system is working optimally. Or I don't have as much inflammation because their you know, their soft tissues are, are inflam there's less inflammation in the body, the body's working more in a homeostasis. So that's what it does. So it's not it's very different. You're not taking a medication. You're not taking a pharmaceutical. And I think when people understand that, it's they they say, Oh wow. Now, I realize how important it is because it is very important. I mean, that is interesting that that's a number one effect is your immune system is stronger. You just don't get sick anymore. And that, and that goes for autoimmune. That's why I say autoimmune is a huge one for for reason why you want to take digestive enzymes. Yeah, you you actually sent me some after the first show that we did. I wanted to thank you for that. I think I said thank you when mm. I got them. Yes. <laughs> and I've been using them ever since, and I've noticed a big difference. And I'm kind of I'm pretty much religious with them. Anytime I Good. eat, I will take one, and then I I eat my food. You mentioned being a raw vegan, and I know that um, enzymes are already within our food. Does that help us digest the food uh, better? enzymes are already in raw food. That's why eating, yes, eating a good amount of raw food is very, very important. You know, I I think it should be 75% of the diet. Not everybody's going to be raw like me. (laughs) And, and, uh, and, you know, although it's a good detox, if someone wants to do a good detox for a month, doing completely raw is an excellent way. And, of course, people lose weight with that as well. Anybody goes on a raw diet, definitely will lose weight and and it's an excellent detox but yes eating raw food is so essential you know i'm i'm a real you know i advocate lots of vegetables because i think vegetables are full a complete protein people forget well they say to me oh my god dr color how do you get your protein you know i said you know vegetables are complete proteins people always think it has to be animal products or whatever you know vegetables spirulina is a great protein i do a lot of green drinks you know and we don't you know if you are digesting your food and digesting your protein and absorbing it 
you don't need to worry about getting the that protein. You know, I, you know, it's different if you're a kid, of course, but you know, when you get older, you know, actually there's there's a lot of there's more danger in a lot of eating this animal protein. There's been a lot of you know relationships with maybe it related to cancer, definitely heart disease. You know, I'm not a real fan of animal protein. And it's not that I tell everyone to go off of it. No, I don't do that. But I do feel that it. I feel a vegetarian or vegan diet is is much much better and much healthier. Yeah, um, getting into enzymes. Uh, my first introduction or, or baptism, I would say, into enzymes was uh, I read a book a long time ago, and it suggested going on. Um, What's the one within a pineapple? Um, oh, that yeah, the bromelain. Bromelain, and then yes. uh, later on, I heard about the papaya, which is uh, pap papain. I want to say. Oh, papain, papain. Papain, yes. Papain. My my pronunciation was off, but um, I'm understanding that there are several different kinds of enzymes. Uh, can you just tell us what type of enzymes are there and? I guess what should you actually be using when you're looking to start, you know, better digestion, when you're looking to uh, just help your body uh, out? You know, papaya and uh, pineapple are not full-spectrum digestive enzymes. They really just digest protein. So, and we don't just eat protein. You know, we eat a full diet. So you want to get a full spectrum digestive enzyme. So one that digests protein, one that digests fats and sugars. And there's lots of great digestive enzymes out on there, you know, out there. I do recommend and and I do have some recommendations of what to look for if you bring my book to a to a health food store. And and look, I tell you what you should look for in a digestive enzyme. I do recommend not not an enzyme that has a whole lot of other stuff in it, just a digestive enzyme. You know, some some companies put all kinds of other different things in enzymes to, you know, I don't know why, make it a different, something different, something more, you know, uh, you know, people think in America more is better. <laughs> so mm-hmm, if I can mm-hmm. get something with more, you know, <laughs> more in it is that no. So so bring my book. The Micro Miracles book. See what and look for something, and there are a lot of good enzymes, and and probably in drugstores as well. Not just you don't have to just go to a health food store. Although I probably recommend you probably get a better one, and maybe a more uh, uh, you know more on the level of what I recommend in my book for sure. Yeah. Um, I use a systemic enzyme, and there, Good. you know, you have your digestive enzymes, you have the systemic enzymes, and um, I was wondering because I came across uh, something in your book. You were saying that systemic enzymes are actually comparable to NSAIDs, and for the audience listening, that's a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, which are things like ibuprofen. Um, how is that com- a systemic enzyme actually comparable to that? I'm very interested in the science behind that. Well, you know, uh, and there, one of the enzymes that's been written about quite extensively is an enzyme called protease. Now, protease is an enzyme that digests protein, but when you take it in between meals, it has a lot of other properties 
that's why we call it a systemic enzyme blend. And <clears throat> so uh, protease is one of those. And what it does is it will eat up other foreign protein in the bloodstream when you take it in between. So whether it's something like bacteria or a virus, it can, you know, really, so it's a really good immune booster. It also can break down any kind of possible any anything that's forming plaque in the arteries and vessels. Mm-hmm. So it can help with reducing any kind or preventing atherosclerosis or arteriosclerosis. And so it's a good enzyme to keep the arteries nice and clean. So that's also and it's and it's really good for fighting infections. So it's something that I recommend that is again good for the immune system. And there's been other things that people report. They report sometimes it helps with anxiety, sometimes it helps with sleep. We I've seen all of these because breaking down anything that's in the bloodstream that shouldn't be down be there can be very, very helpful. The only thing about protease sometimes is so many people these days have what's called GERD, which is gastroesophageal reflux disease or mm-hmm. any gastritis. And some people are a little sensitive to the protease when they take it, so they might have a little bit of a hard time with it. So if you're going to begin to use something like that, just start out very slowly and see how your body does. Don't so take a lot of them. And but if and but if you do good, it's something that I do recommend taking. Like I take two protease a day, one before I go to sleep, and then one in the morning bef- away from meals. It has to be away from it. again. If you take it with meals, it's just going to digest your protein. But you could take it if you're having a piece of fruit because there's really no protein in fruit. So so if you want, so if kids sometimes want to do it, they can they can take it with fruit. Or you can open up and put it in applesauce or something like that. There's a lot of other ones. There's, there's another excellent systemic enzyme called serapeptase, which is also one of these amazing anti-inflammatories, too, like you were talking about. So that's another one that is taken in between two, in between meals. So those are two really, really good ones that, like you said, may for some people help to replace the... NZs, which over time can have a real serious harmful effect on the on the GI system for sure. Yeah, I used to be on one called PRX. That's the one I used to use a lot, and I yeah. felt um, a, a, a lot better uh, on that one um, when I used to to use that one. Um, we were talking earlier about vitamins and supplements, and I'm wondering if your supplement with enzymes, is that going to make uh, better use of the vitamins and supplements that you're taking? Because a lot of people are taking a bunch of supplements and really not feeling any effect. And I'm wondering if that might be an offshoot of not having enough enzyme capacity. That's an excellent question. That's what I tell people all the time. So, you know, the in, in fact, some of the supplements that I use are enzyme-based which means that they have, and most of the supplements I use and recommend are all food supplements. They, they're, you know, they're either herbal extracts or food, no synthetic vitamins. I'm really not a fan of synthetic vitamins or minerals. So 
So in them are enzymes to help your body utilize and absorb those vitamins and minerals. Yes, definitely. And then again, if you're using a digestive enzyme with your food, you might over time not need that those other supplements. They might not be something that you require. Although some people do need some vitamin D, some people do need probiotic also which is 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 something although you know if you eat a good amount of vegetables sometimes you won't need that you know it's mm-hmm. it and it and it depends again it depends on what your diet is and what your what you want your diet to be how good you are with that diet and how good you are with digesting your food and chewing your food you know so it's like it's the whole picture you know so before i mean i try to a lot of these things before recommending all kinds of other supplements. Here and there, some people need, of course, thyroid. Some people need some adrenal support. But, you know, our body's not made to take all these supplements. You know, our body's made to to live, in, uh, you know, in energetically, very high energy, very balanced. And, you know, some people are feeling worse from the supplements. They don't even know that they're feeling because they're allergic to it or sensitive to it. And like you said, they're not absorbing. It could be more toxic than it is helpful for them, you know? Yeah. Um, You mentioned in the book I was looking and I saw things like a – but before I get to that – I'm going to ask this. I know the answer, but there might be someone out there who's listening to this, and there, there's always somebody <laughs> who's going yeah. to listen to the show, and they're going to say, oh, I'm just going to go out and, and buy me some enzymes, and then they're going to go to Taco Bell. They're going to go to McDonald's, and but they think that they're doing something better, which it's better that you are taking enzymes, but is how important is it for you to start making dietary changes along with the enzymes? Look, uh, you know, that's a great question, Darren. I uh, I think the most important, I always say the most profound thing we do every day is what we put in our mouth. It's more important than exercise. I think it's the number one thing to really, really, if you're going to change your lifestyle, you got to start with what you put in your mouth, food. Food is really important. You know, whether you're dealing with weight, whether you're dealing with a chronic health problem, whether you're dealing with a serious health problem, if you're you're whatever really really there's so many amazing books out there and there's so many resources now diet is important and you know once you start eating well once you cut that sugar out you will look at sugar and go how did i eat all that sugar mm-hmm. wonder why i don't have any teeth in my mouth anymore or wonder why i you know i i now have type 2 diabetes or wonder why I'm so insulin resistant and wonder why I, I'm, you know, I have, I'm on high blood pressure medication or I'm on this medication. So much has to do with what we eat. We create our own mess. You know, we are doing it. You know, and if you're, you know, I mean, just you got, you know, there and there's so many other ways to help you with Food cravings, that's a huge area of what I talk about and, you know, and and work with people. You know, it's like people crave these foods. A lot of it is emotional. A lot of it is habit. 
a lot of it is imbalances, a lot of it is not digesting food. And and once you really decide, well, this is what I want to do, this is what I need to do, you know, and if you don't care, you don't care, but if you do care and you are sick of being sick all the time, you got to change that diet. You know, it's so important. You know, you got to skip Taco Bell and go to someplace else and get a good salad, <laughs> vegetables, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, it's so important. So going out and getting a good digestive enzyme and eating at these fast food places is really not what I would recommend, you know. I mean, it's a good start getting a digestive enzyme, but really the most important thing is, is, is the food you're eating. Yeah, I'd probably break out in hives if I went to Taco Bell, and that used to be my favorite spot. But people, when I tell people now, I said, I haven't been in a Wendy's or Burger King, McDonald's, any of that in eight or nine years, and I don't miss it at all. I don't miss it at all. But um, we talked a little bit, or you talked rather earlier in the uh, interview about carbon tolerance. Um, For those of you who don't know, I'm African-American, and one of the things that I – found out when I got in my 20s, I could not drink milk anymore. And I'm wondering if someone like me who has that, uh, lacks that uh, enzyme, lactase enzyme, the ability to to convert the milk, is that a telltale sign of of carb intolerance? Say that again, I didn't hear you. I said, is that a telltale sign because I, you know, lack that enzyme that I might have a carb intolerance when someone can Oh, yeah, can't. you know, that's, yeah, a very good question, yeah. I mean, if you have, if you're lactose deficient, I mean, you're lactose intolerant, it could be that you're sugar intolerant also, you know, the mm-hmm. other sugars too as well. So it's, you know, it's something to, that's why a good digestive enzyme is really important. And, you know, it's interesting because of all the foods that I find, Darren, that probably the most intolerant, the most allergic is dairy products for people. And grains is number two. But most people who come in if they're dealing with asthma or if they're dealing with chronic fatigue or if they're dealing with gut problems, eczema, acne, Dairy products are usually the number one culprit, you know, and and they and they can and they really 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 are difficult to, you know, and so many different kinds of dairy. Now some people do okay with goat and sheep, some don't, but mm-hmm. some do, you know. But most people have dairy problems. So and 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 most people think, well, it's just lactose. You know, lactose is one of those. But there are other things in dairy, like the casein, that's probably even more common as a, an allergen for people. So, but it's somebody with lactose intolerance, it's not surprising that you're probably sugar intolerant. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's why staying away from sugars is good. Eating less carbs. Most people do better with very little carbs. I mean, I'm I've always been a no grain person for forever, for years and years and years. And I haven't eaten grains in 30-something years, ever, you know. And, and and that does not include, that excludes quinoa is okay for some people. Wild rice, amaranth might be okay. 
and buckwheat might be okay for some because they really aren't grains and more seeds, although some people don't do that well with those either. But but rice, so many people eat rice. It's besides being a very high glycemic food, which means a high amount of sugar, raises the sugar in the body very quickly, which can be dangerous. It's, it's you know, a grain, too. And the grains just are inflammatory. And I really, you know, unless you're somebody like, you know, that you're, you're, you're an athlete, that's your job, <laughs> where uh-huh. you're working out, you know, eight hours a day and really working out, you can probably eat a little, although they don't do that great with either, but probably can eat a little bit more because you burn it so fast. But for most of us, we sit at a desk or whatever, it's not a great food at all. And, you know, all those aches and pains that you're having, all the, the weight in the middle that you're experiencing, you just can't let go, a lot of it has to do with the grains or some other food sensitivities as well. And dairy is another one there for sure. Yeah. You mentioned um, some things that you could do for the carbon tolerance, like lowering your carbs and, and you know, doing the enzymes. Um, I wasn't aware that people could be uh, intolerant to protein and also intolerant to fats. What would you do in, in those cases? Obviously, you're going to be using enzymes, but what are there specific enzymes that you're using for protein and fat intolerance? Well, you know, that's, yeah, that's another great question. The A full-spectrum enzyme, like you mentioned, will mm-hmm. digest everything. So it will digest the protein, digest the fat. It'll have lipase in it, it has protease, it has peptidase in it, and it has all the sugar digestion. So sometimes a lot of the enzymes don't have all the sugar digestive enzymes, which would be disaccharidase and invertase and, and sucrase, whatever, you know. That sometimes is not missing. So if you really are sugar intolerant, which probably 80 to 90% of the population is, you want to make sure you find an enzyme that has all those enzymes in it as well as the protein, because it's more often than not the protein and the fat digestion will be in there for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this because I didn't want to forget, and I remember talking about this earlier, but... <clears throat> Let's break down some specific conditions. You've been working with people and how you might use enzymes with them for, let's say, I wanted to just ask you about three conditions, and you mentioned one of them earlier, like constipation. What would someone need to do to um, for constipation? I find with my own constipation that water is a big help for me. But what would you uh, maybe work with someone specifically on if they are constantly having a uh, symptoms of constipation? Well, you know, I, I mean, the workup I do, the work I do, my Ellen Cutler method, I'm able to evaluate what's going on with the constipation. So sometimes there are a lot of different factors responsible for it. But, you know, in general, you know, it's it's usually foods and grains and dairy. You know, sugar. the carbs are probably number one cause of constipation, although some protein can do it as well. But so what I, you know, depending on what I find, I do my treatments. But I, I recommend, I, I would like to start with this first. Let's start with the digestive enzyme, see how that does, okay, rather than pouring a whole bunch of things. And right. if that works, beautiful. Because that's what, that's what works for me, It's just taking a digestive enzyme. And if that doesn't work, other things that I have used with really great success, I love psyllium. 
I think psyllium's great. It's not it's not a laxative. It's not an irritant to the body. Magnesium is good too, but magnesium works by irritating the colon. That's what it does. So people right. need magnesium, but there's a, there's there's about seven or eight different ones that I test people on to see which one works for them too. But it's better than not not having a bowel movement, so using magnesium. But, again, you're not getting to the root of it. So I really, you know, my whole work is what is the root, what's getting to the root of it? Again, why does someone have constipation? Mold fungus is a huge one. If you are in a house with mold and you're eating foods that are moldy, like dairy, that promote or exacerbate mold, it can be a number one cause of constipation, believe it or not. And sometimes you really have to search your house for mold. Bathrooms, bathroom tile, you've got to look carefully, really. So when I find that on someone, I say, you go through your house and see where, where and sure enough, sometimes they'll find some mold and, and, and they remove it or get it removed. Baking soda is great for it, by the way. And they're, and it's like a miracle. They've, their constipation is better. It's amazing. So, so there's, a, you know, like anything, you know, like I always say that I don't treat the disease. I treat the person. The constipation for you could be totally different than the constipation for someone else, you know. So it's, it's a symptom of something that's not right. The work that I do is, tailored to each individual person too and and i interesting now i have two new things that i'm doing one of is i can work with people without having to see them here i worked with them skype which has been a Uh wonderful miracle so i don't have to have them come out here to see me and my new i knew i'm launching a whole new website which is called rebootingconsciousness.com I'm going to be doing group clearings or group treatments not for health but more for all kinds of other different emotional situations and so I'm very excited people can learn more about it on my new website rebootingconsciousness.com we're just going to start we're going to do a beta run we're just going to do it we're not going to even charge anyone so if people are interested they're welcome to re- to visit send us an email, we'll have to include you in it too. So I'm excited about these new things. But be able to see people via Skype and work with them has been amazing. Yeah, I'd be interested in that rebooting consciousness. That's kind of like my theme that I've been on about the whole emotional and the emotions being behind yeah. the illness that people aren't really uh, getting in tune with. That's been a big uh, part of my reading and studying and researching as of late, so I'd really be interested in, in doing yeah, that. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to do things like letting go, creating drama in your life, financial stress, all these things we're going to clear. And I'm going to clear, we're going to have a group clearing, we're going to do one every week, and they're uh-huh. going to do some things at home, and it's not going to be expensive at all. So I'm like, because I've been doing it a little bit and having some amazing results, so I am like so excited about them doing it with someone else so you'll enjoy looking at the the website, Rebooting Consciousness. It's really, we just kind of completed it, and we're ready to do our first run. So we're we're very excited about that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. I really would love good, to be a good, part of yes. it. Um, uh, real quick, because I don't want to keep you over an hour here, um, diarrhea, 
lot of people have problems yeah. with diarrhea. Um, how would you work with someone who has that? Okay, and again, like I said, you know, I, I, I treat the person, not the condition. However, right. more often than not, you know, you have people with diarrhea, explosive diarrhea, sometimes it's a parasite, sometimes it's candida, which is yeast. Oftentimes, it's sugar intolerance. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, you know, as people get older, I've noticed that as you get older, you become much more sugar intolerant. And, I, and like you say, you run out of those enzymes, you know. So, and if you're eating sugar, including dairy, whatever, you're going to have, it's it's going to manifest that way. So that's a big one. So it's, you know, and I've had extremely amazing success with both of those, any of the bowel irregularities, but definitely that. But it's often sugar intolerance. And, again, sugar is in everything. So that's why the digestive enzyme is so important. Yeah. And the last one is just heartburn because a lot of people suffer from oh, heartburn yeah. as well. Um <clears throat> Give us some tips on that. Yes. Now, the same, now this is important. I'm glad you mentioned this because heartburn or GERD, like I was talking about, or mm-hmm. gastritis, some of the enzymes can actually make them worse. So, what I recommend is read my book, but what you can do is find an enzyme, and people should remember this, write this down, that does not have protease in it because protease can make you feel worse. And find one that has DGA, DGL, uh, a deglycerizinized licorice that's excellent, or marshmallow, ginger sometimes is really good for people. And some, and there are a lot of enzymes that we have one here, which is called GastroCom that we use professionally, and people can always call our office, and we can either send you one or tell you where you can find something that's similar to it. I don't have the exact things on my uh, right now sitting in front of me. But DGL is important, ginger, marshmallow, and aloe vera juice is great. But but digestive enzymes are really important, but you want to start with one that does not have protease because it could make you worse. Eventually you can introduce a full spectrum, but you want to be a little careful so it can have peptidase in it, but not protease for digesting protein. So that's and that will make a big difference. And staying away from foods that are that cause heartburn. Chocolate is one that can do it. Calcium supplements can do it. Hormones can do it as well. Spicy foods can do it. Salt sometimes. Gluten can grains. These are some foods to look out for as well as dairy too. And people are love coconut. I know it's a great food, but it can sometimes come cause digestive stuff. So just be aware of it, maybe too. Yeah. Um, my last question for you is: um, I've been in this space lately of really paying attention to my energy, really wanting to um, just keep myself, keep my mood elevated. Um, vibration high so to speak and i'm wondering if being deficient in enzymes having this poor digestion uh, as a result of that is that does that have an effect on our mood since obviously they're saying that serotonin is made in our gut which is our our feel-good hormone which affects the brain and the gut brain connection everybody kind of kind of knows about that but i'm wondering if that's kind of like that 
chain that pulls everything. If you're deficient in enzymes, you're not taking enzymes. Is that kind of like the chain that pulls everything and starts pulling you down? Move because a lot of people are having depression problems. A lot of people are just not happy. So <laughs> I'm wondering if this whole being deficient in enzymes is kind of like that starting point. It's kind of like that alpha that starts everything. Yes, absolutely. And what I was talking about was this leaky gut, you know, like you have the vagus nerve that mm. will be irritated or, you know, cause and that goes right to the brain. So so if you're if if there's a gut issue, if there's the gut brain connection and that's the first thing to look for. Again, we're not mm-hmm. deficient in antidepressants. We are look to the gut first. It's so important. And it's not overnight that you're going to feel better. So I mean, you know, people say, "Well, I, you know, I, I took an enzyme and and I still have depression two days later." You know, it's it's <laughs> it took me two weeks, which I think is pretty darn good. It took me two weeks, and I was a different person. So give it a little time, and it's not, you know, and and it's and of course I'm not recommending people go off their medication or anything like that. That's something you have to talk about with your doctor. But it can't hurt to try changing your diet and take a digestive enzyme because it can really help with moods and energy and 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 feeling good. Absolutely, definitely. And sugar, stop the sugar. Sugar is depressing. And alcohol, alcohol is a depressant. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm not saying people shouldn't drink. Red wine is okay, you know, here and there. I'm not, you know, I do it too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes on the weekends, very little, you know. But, but you know, alcohol is a depressant. So if, it's, if, if you do drink a lot, it might be something to consider going off of for a little bit too and seeing how you do, you know. <laughs> Yeah, because then it boils cause... down to sugars. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good tip. A lot of people are just finding it hard to be happy, especially if there's a lot of women. It seems like the the market for depression medication is really geared towards women. <laughs> I was looking yeah. at an interview today about uh, menopausal women and doctors prescribing uh, depression medication. It's, it's gotten crazy it's way out of whack with these oh these yeah and and now they're giving it to children there's so many children on medication it's it's very uh it's distressing it's not the direction that we feel i feel is a good direction for our children and for women too because mm-hmm. you know there is side effects of all these medications any medication you put in your body the liver has to detoxify it so it's going to put stress on the liver and you know, you got to remember all that. There's, there's never any drug that doesn't have some deleterious effects on the body. It does. So, you know, before you resort to that, if you feel, talk to your doctor about doing. You know, bring in the books. Bring in a book, and 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 say, look, this is this book says this. I want to try this first. You know. Yeah, I would recommend that. A lot of people are scared to talk to their doctor, and I've always told people, always ask me for advice, and I said, if you, if your doctor's not open to listen to what you have to say, then find another doctor. That's just the, just the, uh, the bare bones about it. You just find you another doctor, someone who will listen to you because you are an advocate of your own, of your own health care. But, um, Doctor Color, I love interviewing you. 
Um, I don't want to keep, I never keep my guests no more than an hour because I know time is valuable and I want you to have a life because I want one. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I like having you on. And um, you mentioned being able to do your Skype consultations. I don't know if you do that by your website, if you want to give everybody your website. or Yeah, the, yeah. Number, my but, website is, and the Rebooting Consciousness is the new one. And the other one is com. And I have all my information on there. And I totally love doing this. It really made my day. And I think you're a great advocate and a great interviewer. And call me again. I'm always happy to come on and talk. Okay. Thank you so much. Enjoy. You are, what, three hours behind? So it's evening for you. It's almost bedtime for me. But Yeah, I, that's right. I'm ready to leave my office. Yeah. yeah, enjoy your day, and thanks so much for your time. Okay, thank you so much. I have a wonderful, wonderful evening. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. All right. There you have it. another great interview about uh, enzymes, and I tried to get in for you there just things that you might be experiencing, because I know um, before I started really uh, wanting to work on my digestion, there were some things that I was experiencing, mainly constipation. Uh, and like I said, water was one of those key ingredients for me. I just wasn't drinking enough water living down here in South Florida and um, have kind of ramped up my, my hydration, and that's helped out uh, a lot. Um Try and think of what's coming up. I think next week we only have one show, uh, and that show will be called with the Parasite Minutes uh, with Dr. Sky. We'll be talking about parasites. That's one another thing, a big thing with a lot of people who have parasites and may not know that they have it. And then I think Friday I'm doing a bonus show. I'm going to do a bonus show with another previous guest, and also uh, used to I used to co-host another podcast with this individual, Diane Kayser. She has a summit that's coming up called uh, Heart Heart to Happiness, I think is the name of her summit. So we're going to do a show Friday, and I'll have that show up probably late afternoon Friday, um, just talking about what we talked about in the end of this show about people who aren't happy. There's a lot of people out there who aren't happy, going through a lot of things, and it's pulling their mood down. And one of the things that I think that's really paramount for a lot of individuals is getting to that place where you can be happy because a lot of what we're experiencing with our emotions, uh, with weight gain, with the drama in our lives is because we aren't happy. We're attracting the wrong thing. So we'll be talking a little bit about what happened with her when she was interviewing all of these professionals, talking to them about that goal of happiness and how it transformed her. So again, that'll be up uh, late Friday afternoon. We're going to do the interview um early afternoon. So again, that'll be up. So thanks for listening. I will see you again Friday, same fat time, same fat channel. Well, actually not same fat time, same fat channel. It'll be a little bit earlier. But um, again, thanks for listening. Peace and love, y'all. Good night.